Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. I could post a photo on my Instagram today that you guys will not remember is there tomorrow. Or I could do the kind of work. I could write a book or I could write a movie or I could do something that 10 years from now or 20 years from now is still here. And we are in a culture, we are in our society that will push you to do the thing that's now, 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 immediate, go, this is what it is, because you see everybody else who has that thing and you want it to. But I am telling you, guys, ask yourself again and again, maybe every day you ask yourself, what is the life that I want to live? What you focus on is what you create. So if you want a certain goal, You'll be shocked at your ability to manifest that thing. And if you're not careful, you'll keep manifesting things that get you further and further away from the person that you want to be. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi guys, it's Rach. Welcome to another episode of the podcast and another in our series of Ask Rach. This is when you guys call me, you leave a voicemail and you ask me a question, hence the name Ask Rach. Today, we're focusing in on questions that are surrounding goals, career, getting promoted, figuring out exactly what it is you want to do. And I was really drawn to this very first question because it's a clarifying question. 
Clarifying questions are when we drill down, when we unpack what we're looking at, when we don't just take face value, we dig a bit deeper. And incidentally, I've gotten versions of this question a lot lately, whether it's DMs on social media or people calling into the podcast hotline. So I thought we would start here with this question from Colton, and maybe it would resonate with you guys as well. Hello, Rachel. My name is Colton. I am currently a travel nurse in Boston. So I have a question for you. I was just wondering how you decipher between something that is a dream and something that's just uh, an admiration that you place on kind of a pedestal. I'm trying to figure out my next step and what my dreams really are. And sometimes I write these things down and I wonder if maybe I just admire people that do that versus that actually being a dream of mine. So yeah, that's my question. Thank you for all that you do and hope to hear from you soon. Bye. Okay. I love this because Colton, you are not the only one who gets a bit confused. I think any of us who have ever worked our way toward a goal are at risk of doing this exact thing, of seeing someone else doing something tangential to what we want to do or what we hope to do or what we are currently doing and thinking, I could do that. I would be really good at that. Or seeing something and thinking, oh my gosh, that actually looks so cool. That looks so beautiful. That looks like what I think my future can be. And when we do this, we run the risk that we start to move in the direction of a goal that isn't actually aligned with the life that we want to live. So that's the advice that I'm going to give to Colton. And that's the advice I'm going to give to the literally 10 people who sent me DMs on Start Today last week asking how they figure out their specific goal. This is the thing we all have to lock into. Ask yourself not what the next goal should be. Ask yourself what kind of life you want to live. What is the lifestyle that you want to have? Because if you chase the goal but don't think about the lifestyle that would be required to go along with it, you will potentially get to the goal and still be just as unhappy as you are right now. We don't chase or pursue something because we think that the goal will make us happy. I hope you guys understand that at this point. The thing that you want to achieve is never going to be the source of your joy. The thing that you want to achieve can fundamentally change your life. And in changing your life, you can live a much better life, a happier life, a more abundant life, a more impactful life, but it won't be the goal. It will be who you become on the way to the goal. How many of you had this idea in your head that if you just went to college and you got the degree and you got the job, like then everything would be sorted? How many of you thought, I just, you know, all I want is to get married. I want to get married. I went to a dinner party the other night, guys. Went to a big fancy dinner party. Celebrity invites me over to her home with a bunch of other celebrities. Absolutely gorgeous. Like everyone's dressed to the nines. Don't ask me how this country mouse is up in this space. <laughs> Literally like the stress that I had trying to get ready for this party because I was positive I was going to wear the wrong thing. I get there such a cool collection of women, 
by the way, like the prettiest skin you've ever, like you've never seen such beautiful skin and makeup and perfectly shaped eyebrows in your life. Just a collection of gorgeous women. Gorgeous women from 25 to 65, just like a a big age range. And I kid you not, every single woman that I spoke with, whether she was 22 or 40, every single one who was single and didn't yet have kids or hadn't been married, every single one said, here are the things I'm doing. Here's what's happening in my career. But what I really, I just know that my purpose, that my goal is to get married and have kids. I just know it. I know that's what is meant for me. I know that. And I heard it so much that night that it started to kind of throw me off because I would be speaking to this woman who has built something massive, or I'd be speaking to someone who, you know, had a degree in a really cool place and was working her way up in her career. I was speaking to these bright, intelligent, incredible people who were telling me, but I know that what's going to really make me happy is to have a partner and to have kids. And y'all, maybe that is true. But can I get a witness for every single one of us who has a partner or who has had a partner who has kids and knows that both of those things, while absolutely adding joy to your life, also add a whole lot of other things to your life that are really hard. It's hard to have a baby. It's hard to be a mom. It's hard to have a healthy relationship. It's stressful. It's a lot of responsibility. It's whether you feel good or don't feel good, you are taking care of someone else today. It is a beautiful thing to have in your life, but it is not only beautiful. Whatever dream we have, whatever goal we have, is the same as those women who are telling themselves that the reason they are not yet happy or fulfilled is because they don't have the baby or they don't have the partner. I have seen this with so many friends over the last two decades. They just keep setting a new personal goal for themselves and believing that that thing is the thing. Well, I just need to find someone. Then they find someone. They're super happy. They're pumped. They have their partner. Well, now he just, I'm waiting for him to pop the question. I just need the ring. Where's the ring? Where's the ring? Okay, you get engaged. Fantastic. You're engaged. Now it just wins the wedding. We're planning the wedding. Now we get married. Okay, when are you buying your first home? Okay, you bought your first home. Now when are you having a baby? Now when are you having another baby? It takes a certain amount of goal achievement to understand that the goal is never the source of joy. And Colton, if you had asked me this question 10 years ago, I'd be like, oh, aim at the thing, aim at the big flashy thing that's going to make you money, that's going to give you this life, that's going to do whatever, whatever, whatever. And that is not what I would tell you today because I have achieved goals far beyond what I thought was possible. I have made money in a way that I didn't think a human being could. I have achieved all sorts of things, and I can tell you it's not the answer. There is a fantastic quote from Jim Carrey that I will paraphrase where he says, I wish that every single human being could become famous, 
could achieve every goal and dream they've ever set for themselves, could have all the money in the world. I wish that everyone could do this so that they would understand that it's not what you think it is. So my answer for you, Colton, is actually to ask you a question. It's not what is the goal. It's what is the life that you want to have. Because you said you're a travel nurse, which means you're incredible under pressure, you're adventurous, you've had to achieve a lot, you've had to work really hard, and my instinct is that you could do that again. My instinct is that whatever goal you set for yourself, you will get there. And y'all, for any of us who are good at achieving a goal, we have to be careful because you'll just keep setting a goal for a higher and higher mountain and get no happier. And I'll be really honest and tell you guys that I have to course correct myself all the time, all the time. I have to be so careful not to start setting absolutely insane goals for my podcast. I'll be like, oh my gosh, we hit this number of downloads. Now let's go bigger. Now let's go greater. Now let's do this. Like I can't help it. It's in my wiring to aim at the next tallest thing. And I do it for about a month. And then literally once a month, I'm like, wait a minute. Nope. Stop it. We don't chase things. Anything that is for us will never miss us. I don't need to hold on so tightly. I can allow things to come to me that are meant to come to me. And if I'm meant to be at that place with my podcast, then it will happen, but I am not going to chase it. Because what happens when I chase something is that I get too laser focused on that goal and I forget about the life that I want to live. I am not interested in a life where every single hour of my day is scheduled. I do my best work if I have space, if I have time, if I can go walk for an hour and just think about things and, you know, what do I want to do with this episode and how do I want to write this chapter of the book and how do I want to do these edits on the screenplay? Like I need the time to think and process. I need the space. I am really good at production banging it out, getting more done. And I can do that really well. I have done that really well, but that is not the life that I want to have. And I'll tell you right now, if you hold them up to me and you say, okay, Rach, in this hand, you can have this number in terms of success financially and in terms of exposure and impact, you can have this over here in the right hand. It's a massive number. And over here, you can have half of that number, but live life on your terms. You're not going to make as much money. You're not going to impact quite as many people. But you will deeply impact the lives of your children because you will be present, because you will be the best version of yourself. You will deeply impact your partner. You will deeply impact your friends and your close circle. You're going to have less impact on the world, but more impact on the people who actually matter. You're going to make half as much money, but you're going to have twice as much fun. It's no contest. It's not even, it's like a joke how quickly I will always choose the one that allows me to live a better life. But if you don't slow down and ask that question, you will chase the thing that you admire. 
And right now, there's so many things to look at to admire. I do it all the time where I'll see someone who sort of does what I do and I'm like, ooh, but she's doing like full photo shoots every other week and doing a beautiful spread on her Instagram. Her Instagram's so pretty and this all looks so good and it's so beautiful and it's like more lifestyle and I could do. And then I actually start to break down what it would take. And that's maybe what you need to do, Colton, when you're looking at the thing, break it down and go, okay, you can have this. Here's what it will take. And ask yourself if you're willing to do that. For me, I'm like, am I willing to do a monthly photo shoot? Am I willing to do, I've got to figure out the outfits. I have to book all the people. I have to do this thing. And, and that might sound really sexy and fun, and what, but I would way rather be in my sweatpants writing the next book than taking a picture that is ephemeral. It's here and gone. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way, as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle, and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I could post a photo on my Instagram today that you guys will not remember is there tomorrow. 
or I could do the kind of work. I could write a book or I could write a movie or I could do something that 10 years from now or 20 years from now is still here. And we are in a culture, we are in our society that will push you to do the thing that's now, 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 immediate, go, this is what it is, because you see everybody else who has that thing and you want it to. But I am telling you, guys, ask yourself again and again, maybe every day you ask yourself, what is the life that I want to live? What you focus on is what you create. So if you want a certain goal, you'll be shocked at your ability to manifest that thing. And if you're not careful, you'll keep manifesting things that get you further and further away from the person that you want to be. Start first with the life that you want to live. For as long as I have done the Start Today Journal, it's why the beginning of that process is about looking at the future that you want to have 10 years from now. It's who do I want to be 10 years from today? If you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to episode zero of the Start Today podcast and I take you through the whole process. It's a guided visualization where you use your imagination to think of the person that you want to be. If 10 years feels too far, bring it into five. Bring it into one. I think once we fully understand how powerful we are, it's almost scary to imagine what's possible 10 years from today. Sometimes it's easier to just ask, where do I want to be in one year? Where do I want to be 12 months from now? What is the life that I want to have 12 months from now? And then do everything you can to move closer to that goal. In the book, Think and Grow Rich, which is like a classic that's been around forever, he talks about the definition of success. And he says something along the lines of success is if you know where you are and you know where you want to go and you're moving in the direction of where you want to go. Progress is success as long as progress is in the direction of who you say you want to be. So go bigger is my advice, Colton. Don't ask if this is the right goal or if this is just something you admire. Ask if it will give you the lifestyle that you want to have. And for those of you who hear that and it almost feels like too much pressure, like, oh my God, how do I want to know? How do I know if this is the lifestyle? If you don't know what else to do, just do something. If you're like, I'm not totally sure, but I think that I want to stop being a travel nurse and I think I want to settle in L.A., I'm not sure, but I think that's what I want to do. And you're not, there's nothing else popping up to take the place of that idea. And it keeps working on you. keeps like tugging at your heart. I think this would be cool. You start to daydream about it. You start to obsess about it a little bit. You watch YouTube videos that are like a day in the life of living in Santa Monica at the beach or whatever. And again, you keep thinking it, thinking it, but, and nothing, nothing else is sounding more interesting or, or more potentially cool, but you keep hesitating because you're like, well, what if this isn't it? What if this isn't what I want? What if this, if nothing else is popping up, just do the thing. Just make the move. Just go in the direction of what keeps tugging at your heart. And if you do it and a year later, 
you discover, actually, this sucks. I hate the beach. I don't like living in such a beautiful environment. I don't like having perfect weather. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But like if you do a thing, guys, and it doesn't feel good the way you thought it would feel good, meaning if you do it for a while and your life doesn't get better, doesn't improve, do a different thing. Better to make a move in the direction of who you believe you are becoming than to stay in stasis as the same person being frustrated by the same thing and hesitating because you're not sure what to do next. If you're not sure what to do next, do something. Staying stuck multiplies. It's like the longer you're in a state of not moving, the harder it is to move again. I almost want you to imagine that you're stuck in this space and you're surrounded by cement that is slowly hardening to make it more and more difficult for you to do something. The longer you stay in this state of confusion, the easier it will be to be stuck here permanently. So stop thinking that every decision you make is going to be the end-all, be-all decision of your life. Just do something. But start, like my buddy Colton, with the life you want to have. I hope that was helpful, Colton. And if you guys are curious, you want to ask a question, or you think you've got a really good idea for an upcoming episode of Ask Rach, call the hotline, 737-400-4626. You can leave me a voicemail just like Colton did, or you can leave one anonymously. We don't have to use your voice. We don't have to use your name. But if you've got something you think would be helpful for the whole community, we'd love it if you'd call in and ask. All right. The next question is from Sarah. Hi, Rachel. This is Sarah from South Carolina. And you had to say my name at the end of the Start Today podcast that you do. And I've been thinking about calling in for some time, but that was definitely a nudge. So my question is, I work for a company. I love my job. I've been doing the role that my boss is supposed to be doing. And they're actually, because of that, moving him out of that role. But they're telling me that there's like no room for growth for at least six months. But to keep just doing a good job. And I'm a very motivated person. I'm always wanting what's next. My question for you is how long do you keep just doing what you're doing, hoping that they promote that? Or do you go make that yourself? Do you go out and get another job at another organization, uh, apply for different opportunities? So I would just love to hear your advice and your feedback. Take care. Bye. Okay, Sarah, I love this question. And I think it's one that people run into a lot. It's a little hard for me to answer because I don't have the full context. So I'm going to try and answer, but I'm going to give you some contextual ideas that would change how I would answer this if you were sitting in front of me. The first thing that I would ask if you were sitting in front of me is how long have you been in the role? The second thing I would ask if you were sitting in front of me is have they ever pushed you off before? Like six months ago, did they tell you to wait six months is my question. Now I'm going to go back and give you perspective as 
an entrepreneur of 20 plus years, as someone who has had many people on my team over the years, who has hired people, who's promoted people, going to give you all kinds of context and perspective. The first thing that I'm going to say is in the last five, 10 years, which is for sure the invention of social media, but in the last five years especially, I do think that there has been a lot of information on the internet and on social media about what to expect in a new job or what to expect in terms of promotion that is totally out of line with what is reality. And I don't know that this is your case. So if you were sitting here and you're like, Rach, I've been in this job for three years. I haven't gotten promoted. I haven't got any raise. I've been doing the job of my boss. And now they're telling me I have to wait six months. I'd be like, oh, well, this is garbage and you need to look for the next thing. That being said, it really matters how long you've been in a role. Because when my team was bigger and it had a lot of people who had just graduated college and were in between like 23 and 28, let's say, I really felt like, and I think a lot of people on the team who were older felt like, a younger generation expected that they would be promoted and get a raise after six months. It happened a lot. Like, Y'all would be shocked unless you have experienced the same thing in your business. You'd be shocked at how often someone who had been on the job for seven months and had zero experience, like this was their first job out of college, would ask for a meeting with the HR department to find out when they were getting a raise. And it was just so wildly out of reality it's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas, Register today at thisisils.org. And it sucked because it always ended up that that person felt like they were getting cheated, like they weren't getting recognized the way that they needed to. The amount of people who would start in a coordinator level and then expect that they would be made a manager or a director a year later. Like it just was totally out of whack. And I felt badly for these people because they were seeing information on social media. They were seeing Instagram or they were seeing stuff on LinkedIn that was telling them that they should get this and they deserved it. And, you know, you you got to make sure that the company's like doing this, this, and this. And I know that there are a lot of corporations in this world that are garbage and treat people like crap. But you started out by saying that you really love your job. And I think that's where we have to begin. Typically, people don't love their job if they work for someone who's terrible. You don't love your job if the environment is crap. So my instinct is I'm going to assume that you work in a good environment and these people aren't terrible. So then what would the other reasons be for why they're not promoting you yet? 
several. Number one, any entrepreneur who knows what they're doing, any manager, any CFO would have laid out their budget for the year in advance. And they have a certain idea in mind of what they can spend during what quarter. That was the biggest, hardest thing for a younger employee to understand was they would see things that from the outside made it look like, well, this place is rolling in money. And it absolutely wasn't true. You might see us, for instance, throw a RISE conference, which is beautiful, and we were all so proud of it, and we would work so hard. Conferences were the least financially successful thing we did as a business. They were incredible for the customers. They were incredible for relationships. It was a huge boost for morale. It was so awesome. We did this amazing thing. We might host a conference for 5,000 people and make, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand dollars in profit. Like it was not a cash cow. But if you're 23 working in social media and you see this big glamorous thing, in your mind, do you start to believe that the business has money it doesn't actually have? And then you see this thing on social media telling you that you got to get yours. And so you have these unrealistic expectations for what you can expect. So having been the person on the other side of that conversation who's saying, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, we need six months, when it's that specific of a number, to me that says you actually work for people who have a plan, which is really important if you want a stable company, who are committed to sticking to their financial plan. And any manager, any entrepreneur, anybody who knows what they're doing is never going to miss the opportunity to take care of a team member who's overperforming, who's over-indexing. So if I was your business mentor right now, and I'm going to assume that it's a fair ask for them to say, hey, we need six months, six months is going to go in two seconds. You're going to blink. It's going to be six months from now. So what I would do is I'd be like, great, I'm going to keep being awesome for six months, and I'm going to hold them to their word. I'm going to sit back down with them six months from now. I'm going to lay out because I'm going to keep track of all the things that I've done and what they are worth to the company. And I always like to do, if you had to hire another person to do this job, here's what it would cost you, but I'm actually doing it already. Here's the cost savings to the business by just keeping me in this role, but I am going to need a bump in salary in order to accommodate the extra work. I'd give it six months and see what they do. And you give it six months, and if they say this again, then you've got to look elsewhere. Because you also don't want to work for a manager or an entrepreneur who doesn't understand the value of someone awesome. And I also want to make sure and say, I think of Jack, right? You referenced that you were listening to a Start Today podcast, so you know producer Jack. You know he's been with me for like a decade. And in that decade, Jack has experienced moments in the business that were feasts and moments in the business that were famine. There were absolutely lean times where because of what was going on, you know, because of COVID or because uh, we were doing layoffs or because of different things, I wasn't able to take care of him as a teammate the way that I would want to. And he knew that, bro, this is what we're looking at right now. I can't give raises right now. I can't do anything. We're like trying to stay alive. And he's like, okay, I got you. 
And I assume that he has that perspective because it's a great place to work. We like working with each other. This is a good environment. And he's having faith and trusting after being with me for a very long time that when the books do even out, when we're back in the black, I can take care of him because I always have and I always do and I always will. And when the time was right again, when we lived through COVID, we did it all and everything was back where it should be, then he got a raise based on what he hadn't gotten in those lean years. But again, that's going to require that you work for someone who has that sort of mentality of like, there's no way I could do this without this incredible team. So I want to make sure that when the business is succeeding, we're all succeeding. Basically, my high level perspective here is there's lots of reasons why your manager or your company would have asked you to wait six months. And I think that they're potentially fair. Unless you know in your heart that they're not, and you're like, no, I've been here for a really long time. This sucks. Great. Well, then you already know your answer. You already know what you need to do. But assuming that that's not the case, I'd give it a minute. I'd sit for a beat and I'd see what shakes out, especially if you like the place that you're at. Because I think we take for granted that it's easy to find a work environment that we really love and that we enjoy and that sets us up for success in our life. Like I was saying to Colton earlier, like focus on the life that you want to have and see how you feel six months from now. All right, we have one more work question here. We got a little bit more time, so I'm going to do one more and let's see what Charlotte wants to know. Hi, Rach. This is Charlotte from France. Um, actually, just listened to your podcast that you got out today, and one of the questions that I had as a follow up was: when you used to work for a company and then you switched to being an entrepreneur, you're working from home. How do you get to be in the working mood? Because you're like at home and it's not like before when you had colleagues and meetings and like stuff like that. There it's like boost your energy. Like the thing that I used to get when I used to be working with people and in in an office, now I'm struggling to get it on my own, to get myself into a mindset that I'm working. And so I don't know if you had any tips around that. That would be lovely. Thank you very much for everything. Okay, Charlotte, this is a fantastic question. And I'm going to assume that maybe a lot of people listening right now have their version of this. There's all kinds of ideas I can think of. But here are just a few. Number one, think of the space that you work in. For me, there are times when I just don't want to work from home. I'm feeling a bit sluggish or I just sort of don't want to be in my kitchen with the dishes that I should have done this morning and haven't done yet. It just isn't the right environment for me to have the energy necessary to do the work I need to do today. So I have lots of places that I can go to near my house that really will get me into that energy. A coffee shop, a co-working space, I am the kind of person that I like the energy of other people. So if I have to kind of hack my motivation to work from home, I will often go into environments where the energy shift will kind of shift the way that I'm feeling. The second thing I've done before is 
it sounds really silly, but I do think there's something to treating working from home the same way that you would when you're working in an office. So getting up, doing your workout, taking a shower, putting an outfit on, maybe it's a great lipstick or, you know, you take a little time with your hair, whatever your version of like ready is, and then you sit down to work. It's kind of a signal to your brain that something is different, that this is a different environment and we're going to proceed accordingly. I saw a video the other day I sent to my son from a college professor explaining how to study better. And he said, get a a lamp. It can be a cheap lamp. Put it on your desk where you study. And every single time that you sit down at the desk, turn the lamp on. And when that lamp goes on, use it as your signal that you're going to be super focused. You're going to study really hard for about 45 minutes. He says, after about 45 minutes, your mind will start to wander And you'll know that you've lost your focus. He said, turn the lamp off, get up and walk around, walk away, do what you need to do, come back. Every time you sit at the desk, turn the lamp on, same thing. It's essentially Pavlov's dog. You're giving yourself a signal that something is shifting and it's time to do the work that you need to do. The last thing I'll tell you, and this is maybe like working from home entrepreneur 3.0, is the beauty of being in charge of your own hours and your own flow and your own output is that I really have learned to listen to what I am capable of doing today. It took me about 10 years to figure this out, but what I understand is that if I will work with the energy I have today, I can produce 4X the work that I normally would if I'm forcing something to happen. So this is actually a perfect example I was meant to be editing today. I'm supposed to be editing. But I sat down and I just, I could not get my brain there. I couldn't get my focus. And I know it's hormonal. I know my body really well. I know on this specific day, every single month, I'm just not going to have the great focus that I want to have. It's going to be a little bit difficult for me. So I don't even try. I'm like, nope, I don't have it today. And I know for a fact, if I just wait a day or two, I will have the exact energy I need to pull this off. So rather than try and force it, I don't. I ask myself, what's something you can do today? You don't have the ability to create and write and edit like you need to. What do you have the energy for? And turns out I had the energy to do some Ask Rach episodes. These are actually way easier for me because I'm responding to your questions rather than having to come up with my own concepts. So I'm still getting work done. I'm checking off the things that I need to check off on my results list, but I'm using the energy I have for the job that I'm doing. I hope that that was helpful. The last little thing I'm going to say is give yourself some grace because anytime we switch from working for someone else to being an entrepreneur, especially when you're doing it from home, there's going to be a series of adjustments. But figure out exactly what works for you and don't forget The beauty of this time period is that you are in charge of your schedule. So maybe that means you do a yoga class in the morning or you go on a long walk or you make this day feel really good. I promise you your output will be better because you're living life and work on your own terms. All right, y'all. I hope this episode of Ask Rach was helpful. If you have questions for me that you think would benefit the rest of the community as well, please call hotline. 737-400-4626. I will be back soon with more conversation. And until then, as always, I love you and I'm rooting for you. 
The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.